baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. If you own a Gila monster and it bites you honestly, and you die, that's on you. I, that story is right? troubling. Yeah. On me. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, here's the latest. We need an opening. What did we learn from the news? Yes, owning a Gila monster is bad. And then how about Sorry. the line, too? Uh, scientists are examining the Gila monster's venom to determine what killed the man. Uh, here's a clue. It was the venom. Hello. What do you need to know? What do you think? There was like heroin in it? I mean. uh. So, of course, the minute I heard this, I needed to find out more about this. And the girlfriend of the man, by the way, dude was 34 years old. He was a young person. He had two pet Gila monsters. Uh, The names were funny, too. Hold on. Oh, one was Potato. And the other was Winston. Yeah, I know. Kind of cute. The Gila monsters, by the way, are not cute. Okay? And nor do I think that they're trainable or that they're cozy pets. These are lizards. You know, they've been on the earth since it cooled. Like, these are old, ancient creatures. I don't really think they appreciate being in in a box in your home. Or an aquarium. Okay, that. We're not an aquarium. What do you call it? What's an aquarium uh, for snakes? What do you call that? A terrarium? Is that a terrarium? Is that, I mean, that's a turtles. That's for it? birds, isn't I, it? Again, I have no idea because why would they want to be in your house in a, in a clear block, a box? So get this. The girlfriend said she heard something that didn't sound right. She walked into a room where her boyfriend was to see Winston, the said Gila monster, latched onto her boyfriend's hand. Oh. She said Ward immediately began exhibiting symptoms, vomiting several times, eventually passed out and stopped breathing. He was rushed to the hospital where he was put on life support and within days, doctors declared him brain dead. Apparently, they bought Winston at a reptile reptile exhibit in Denver and potato from a breeder in Arizona. Now, according to... Animal control, Gila monsters were illegal in their town. So, of course, the girlfriend now says, oh, get them out of the house as soon as possible. Yeah, of course. But she didn't have any problem going to the exhibit or, you know, looking into a breeder. And maybe that was on her boyfriend. I don't know. But she knew they were in the house. And they are venomous. They're venomous reptiles. Their bites not only can be deadly, but they cause intense pain and say they make their victims pass out, but normally aren't deadly. So he's thinking, oh, okay, just in case this little cuddler, this sweet little pookie pie Gila monster, you know, even if it bites me, I won't die. I'll just pass out. I'm sorry. You have to take, we have to have accountability. This is on you. Your pet killed you and the pet wasn't wrong. It was just doing what Gila monsters do. There's a reason that exotic animals are restricted. Thank you. There, there's a reason, and I and I get it that some people like that. They want an exotic. I'm cool with a dog. I know dogs aren't exotic, but I'm cool with a dog, and I like dogs that aren't really dangerous dogs. I like dogs that aren't going to like suddenly 
uh, think I'm a pork chop and try to tear into me. Right, um, right. But some people do. They like uh, dangerous animals, and in some cases, you are allowed to have them. I don't get it. Doesn't mean I, I want to restrict it for everybody. But you're right. I mean, if you've the the old saying is, if you mess around with a bull, you get the horn sometimes. And I, I certainly mm-hmm. I feel terrible. I, I don't think this guy deserved to die by any means, but he had two poisonous lizards. And one, if one bites you, sadly, you might have a problem. And this guy yeah. had the problem. Okay, so I would put this in the category of a, it's a dangerous pet, but it's a dangerous hobby. This individual, yeah. they have a hobby of having um, exotic pets, and it happens to be a dangerous hobby, which, like, all three of us enjoy the dangerous hobby of downhill skiing. So would you say the same thing to me, Jordana, if I go, you know, skiing and I'm trying to be safe, but I hit a tree and die, do you have the same response to me? Well... You mess with the bull, you get the horns. Oh, well, Dave. I'm sorry, David, but yes. Okay. I mean, you, you did something dangerous. Yeah. Like if I, you know, got killed snowboarding, that would be on me. Mm-hmm. Either I was a terrible snowboarder or I wasn't paying attention. You know, just like if you hurt somebody sure. while you're doing it, you have to be accountable. That has to be on you. I'm not going to, you know, sue the ski mountain unless there was, of course, you know, yeah. a- avalanche conditions that they didn't tell me about but then why do we care about this story because the story of you know somebody going out west and dying on a snowboard happens you know every day more yeah but it does it's much more acceptable to go skiing and more people associate the the risks associated with skiing i think are much more acceptable than someone who's having Mm -hmm. has dangerous exotic pets i think that's right i think skiing is there's a way to be safe. I think it's controllable. I, th- I don't well, know. See, I it think you're wrong there. I think dangerous. I, I think thousands of people have exotic pets that are dangerous all over the country, all over the world, and it's very rare for one of them to die from those exotic yeah. pets. I mean, you, you didn't want those tigers to attack Joe Exotic a <laughs> little bit. We weren't kind of rooting did. for the tiger. I mean, we were kind of rooting for the tigers. Yes, at some point, you're rooting for that. I, I just think this so- story is so outrageous that I had to. I, somebody died, so that's horrible. And it I is horrible, and person, sadly, and you know, gosh. we are, when, and the, that's it. It's like it's easier to kind of poke fun at this guy, but it's sad. I mean, it is. I mean, there's, there's, he's got a family that probably is very sad. And I mean, if he was a total negligent owner, I guess that'd be one thing. But if he was like a you know a registered lizard handler or had some sort of like background in this, it would be tragic. I don't know. But friends, don't have exotic pets in your house then unless, you know, I mean, again, he accepted the consequences. Dude's dead. You know, there's nothing he can do about it. But that's like saying if you keep a boa constrictor in your house and one morning you don't wake up and they find you with it wrapped around you. okay, and Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, half of your body in its mouth. That's what boa constrictors do. You know, David, I wouldn't actually say that's what skis do. Kill people. I don't I don't think so. I don't think the sport of downhill skiing kills people. Gila monsters bite people. They that's just what the boa constrictors strangle people and then they eat them. This is; these are bad life choices. Rob is in Minneapolis. Rob, are you uh, defending the uh, the exotic animal community? Not defending, but but ridiculing the fact that it's illegal. Now, the girlfriend, Jordana, oh. she may or not know. And are you going to go out and research your boyfriend's pets to make sure if they're legal or not? Not well, necessarily. If it's living in the house, but, oh, gosh, I would be afraid. Yeah. But why would you think? But if if you didn't know they were toxic, you just see it's a lizard and go, it's a lizard. Unless he yeah, comes up and true. tells you it yeah. should be that way. The, the, yeah. the issue here is he broke a law. 
they are not allowed to be. So I happen to have That's some true. hybrid cats that are legal in Minnesota, okay. but not legal in Texas. Huh? Um, they're called savannas. Okay, what it is the what kind of cats? Yeah, what are we talking savannas. about? Savannas. Okay. Savannas. They're the largest domestic breed you can own in the United States. They're uh, bred between an African serval and a domesticated cat. Oh, yeah. Uh, a first-generation male can be anywhere about 35 pounds. I was going to guess that. Uh, you, you cut me off yesterday, Jordan. You missed a, did a segment oh. where I guessed the weight of various animals. <laughs> like, that, yeah. that sounds like riveting radio, uh, Adam. It was. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, a savannah cat's about 30, 35 pounds. It's but, beautiful. You know, it's I'm looking at a picture. Generation. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thanks. We have we have a third generation and a sixth generation. The sixth generation will be 12 pounds, just like a, a hefty house cat, but will be mm-hmm. long, lanky, very agile, very smart. And you just, you're, you're calm around it. You just pay attention to what you're doing. You know, you're going to know he's going to scratch more just because they have bigger claws and they're agile. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also spend time with them. Part of, part of the enrichment, like Adam's, I think Adam said, you know, aggressive dogs. A lot of that, and I can't say for everybody, at least in my experience, has been non-associated dogs or dogs that aren't mm-hmm. interacted with or animals in the same way. Mm-hmm. The more you interact, the more comfortable they are. Yeah. I can tell you my F3 Savannah took six months just to put a hand on her. Wow. Now, oh. a year later, she's like a best friend. She walks on a leash. Oh. She likes to swim in water. Um, she will defend the house as dog will. So if you have children and somebody mm-hmm. tries to come in your house, she'll defend the house. But oh God, not my dog. break the law. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right now, mine. When, I, when we looked at doing these, when we looked at getting these, we looked around because half the U.S. states, you can't have them at all. And maybe out of the 25 states, you can have them. Maybe 20% of them, you can't have first, second, or third generations. And it's because. Okay, Rob, tell me, tell me more about this. Get them. Why, why can't you have them in half the states? I'm looking at it. It looks just like a large house mm-hmm. cat. It has the big, big ears, almost like a lynx, you know, like a, like a wild cat, like a feral cat. So they are beautiful. Yeah. But I want to know why they're illegal in half the states, and then I also want to know why you want them. So, first of all, legal in half states, I, this is only my generalization. I can't say what they, what the, mm-hmm. why, yeah, why okay. they voted them. Sure. I think part of it is, is because they're, they're a handful. They can run 30-plus miles an hour. They can leap eight feet from a sitting down. So that's basically on top of your door plus, and what, without even having to run to do it, just from the floor straight up. So they're a handful, wow. and if you're going to be somebody who gets an animal and just lets it roam your house, you know, you've talked about it, Adam, why you don't have certain animals, because you're not home. Right. This is the same mm-hmm. thing. These are children mm-hmm. that are going to have to be cared for the same way. Um, my savannas can open cabinets. They can turn the key in the lock and open the front door. What? They're no. very intelligent. No. Yes, they can. If you, yeah, search videos, you'll find them. They're out there. Um, they are very smart. So I think states where people get them, and, and this can be a savannah or any other animal, and think they're a pet. They just get them because it's a pet, and they let them run the house or run the area. They get aggressive because they're not attended to, but they have more strength, more agility than a typical domestic house cat has. You know, so, I'm going to go home and look at my dogs. To, I'm going to go home today and look at my dogs and just shake my head <laughs> like, God, you guys just lay around. I had a guy <laughs> call the show today whose cat's opening doors, open, turning keys and opening <laughs> doors. <laughs> they, they, I, honestly, God, they do. it, And it's, it's fun as heck. I mean, watching them just... Um, our, our F6, so she is only, like, her great-great-grandfather was a Savannah. She figured out about a week ago how to turn the faucet on. She can turn the levers now when she's thirsty. Oh, my God. So, okay, so uh, why are about, you, why, why is your family so attracted to these, and why do you want, because they sound like a lot of work, Rob. Well, they are. I mean, you just, it, but it's a commitment I make. No different. We don't have any children. Mm-hmm. Uh, we never mm-hmm. have, and we just, mm-hmm. we, we don't mind the commitment time. It's something that we've committed to. Yeah. I've always been intrigued by exotics. 
but I'm also realist that I shouldn't own a tiger. Not not realistic anywhere in the U.S. for the most part um, as a private person. There's not enough space. So this is kind of the closest thing for me. Do they go outside? Do they go outside? Um, Not yet. Um, Mine are not one-year-old yet. They will be one. uh, My my F3 Aurora will be one-year-old next month. Um, So hopefully this spring we will. But we're training them to walk on leashes right now. Like I said, they swim in kiddie pools. Um, The other thing about them is, is they can't have regular cat food. They can, but they most don't. Eat? They don't have they don't have the digestion to process it. So it's grinding chicken and grinding turkey and <laughs> giving them raw food. So that's a little bit of work. Oh, I love. So when they go great. out, I mean, I, are they going to hunt home? and like bring home mice and small children as food? <laughs> small children. <laughs> well, I can tell you that one of their favorite things to eat is feeder goldfish. Ooh. They love them. Okay. Okay. So, so we put them in a okay. kiddie pool and they flop in the kiddie pool and they actually get them in their paws and eat them. Um, we do feed them a baby, 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 like actual game birds. Like uh, we actually do quail, but we get them from an actual, like a lab grown and, and done for animals. Um, but they love them. They Lives? throw them in the air and they, no, they're dead. They're oh, dead and frozen. Okay. Nope. Dead and frozen. Okay. But they, but they'll eat them all up. They'll eat the skin, the fur or the feathers, the legs, the whole thing. They just, it's their thing. But then they come yeah. up and lay on your lap. And it is the most incredible feeling that they're the, the muscle definition and just the, the, the bond they have, you have with them. Um, but it takes time. Like I said, six months to just be able to pet my third generation. It was incredible. It was actually this year Thanksgiving morning. Getting oh. better. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, he, she walks up and literally rubs in my hand. And I'm just like, ah, wow. ah, oh, my God, she trusts oh. me. Um, so that's the, that's the part for us that becomes really fun and really rewarding and very, uh, I guess, the reason why we want to have them. Yeah. You know, and, and it's fun to see things that, that normal animals cannot do both in yeah. the giving they give us as far as their emotions and what we give them. Well, this edition, of, Savan- dangerous, we know. This edition of Savannah Cat Talk with Rob brought yeah. to you by the <laughs> fun folks. so cool. Rob, thanks for the call. Thanks for uh, Thank you, Rob. You guys hey, like I said, I love just learning about something that I would have no idea Things about. You'll and I'm, you know, I'm allergic to cats, and I assume I'm still allergic to a Savannah. Mm-hmm. It's probably not something I'm going to do. But there you go. There you go. That was a cool conversation. Yes. Um, speaking of things that you are willing to eat or that people eat, are you willing to eat very expensive Girl Scout cookies? What's your line in the sand for how much they can charge you for those Thin Mints? We'll ask that next. Before we get to the Girl Scouts, there are some great texts about these uh, wild animals. as Well, not wild animals, just exotic animals. Exotic pets. As pets. Yes. I mean, I love Tiger King, but he had a whole infrastructure. You know, the man lived on like a zoo. Yeah, he had his own zoo. Right. So it's just, first of all, that was a fascinating conversation about the savannas, which was very interesting. But Joe from Egan writes, uh, my pet fire ants are just the best. (laughs) Fire ants. (laughs) I let him run around the house. It's great. But like, I was funny too. Like, so when, like when, when Rob was asking you, you know, if you had a, if you had a boyfriend or something who had a lizard, I mean, would you ask about it? First of all, would that be a deal breaker for you? If you show up and a guy's got a lizard and then he comes out of the bedroom and says, Hey, you want to see my lizard? Well, I might. But is it a, is it a deal breaker? Uh, right. I, I'll a, say this. And this is by no means is an exotic pet, but I once, Many, 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 many years ago, prior to getting married the first time, mm-hmm. uh, met a girl and came over to her place, and she had, like, rabbits all over the place. And I was just like, Neh. First of all, I started sneezing, so I think I was allergic to them. And I was kind of, and I was just, I don't know, it was just something about it. It was like, 
Okay, there's a few too many rabbits running around here. Hmm. I got to be honest, the exotic pet thing, like if a dude had a snake in, <laughs> yes. in, in college, like if someone's keeping a snake, I'm like, mm, I, might, I might be a little concerned about that. I like pets, but I just, I guess I don't, and, and look, I don't want to, uh, no disrespect to snake owners. No. I just, I have a dog some people, in my lap some and people I, we are walk her that. and we, right, like I, I, get, I, I get a furry animal or even like a guinea pig. Even the rabbits, right. but the, like the, the, the lizards, I don't really get. Yeah, yeah I mean, your pet says something about you. I mean, even even if you have just a dog, and there's nothing wrong with just yeah, a dog or a cat. something about you. But yeah, you obviously are a pet. You're a pet person, and people associate or ju- they judge you based on your pets, I think. I think this texture says when nature. I was a mailman, when I was a mailman in Invergrove, someone in the Invergrove Trail had a pet puma. It was a black one in the back porch, and the porch was converted to a large cage. But Jeez. don't pumas need to run? Yeah, you don't want to. You can't. No. Ha- you can't have a puma. That and the black puma is like a, that would be like a panther. And there's, I, there, I'm pretty sure you can't own a panther anywhere in the, in the United States. So that would be illegal, unless it was just a big and black then, cat. I don't know. Someone sent us this. Oh, this other story. Oh, my gosh. This texture says, I can remember years ago in the city I used to live, a guy had a heart attack and he died in his chair during the night. He had two dogs that were part wolf. And when his wife got up in the morning, she was horrified. The dogs ate one side of his face. Oh, my God. This person says true story. I mean, right? If you're a wolf and you see dead, uh, something dead, right? Isn't that an instinct of an animal? I mean, they didn't eat him when he was alive. The man was dead. You know, I think the wolves, though, like the chase of a live animal. I don't know oh. if they just... Oh. I don't know. Rats make great pets, clean and smart. See, that's off-putting. If I'm dating and I go into a house got and dude's rats. got some rats, I am questioning that relationship. Well, that's He'd have to point. be really, really rich to move <laughs> forward with that relationship. <laughs> These are the best rats. Look at the rat house I got. There's no rat house like this one. That I can tell you. But that's it. We all. I mean, we're all. It's what's your line? What's your pet? Where you're like, okay, I think I'm good here. I think I'm gonna. But see, for me, it's just cats. Like I, I can't. I. I, Well, you're allergic, right? And I'm I'm allergic to my dogs though too. But and it's just like I can't do the cats. Sorry. I get it. I get it. I mean, I asked if we were going to do Girl Scout cookies, but let's do that in the next segment. Girl Scout cookies are a dollar more this year. I want to know if that's your line in the sand or we're actually paying more, but we're also going to do our random review. David and Adam texted me and said, I have to watch the, what's it called? Alien. Resident Alien. Resident Alien. Resident Alien. And as jet lagged as I was, my commitment to this show and this segment persevered. Okay. And I sat my what, ass on the couch, and I watched the 46-minute show. Wow. I'm here. Glory, glory, oh, wow. hallelujah. American hero, Jordana Green, gives her review. Work. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Excuse me, sir. You Dr. Harry Vanderspiegel? 
What can I help you with? We had ourselves a murder in town last night. You're a doctor. We need you to come down and take a look at the body. Doctor. This is awesome. A good mystery, figuring out what happened. Like law and order. All right, look, that's one creepy some bitch. Y'all see that, right? Uh, Resident <laughs> Alien. We picked that. Uh, excuse me. The random <laughs> review generator picked oh, oh, oh. Resident <laughs> Alien yesterday. So we watched that last night. And this is another one, too. I don't know. Some of them, like, I'm like, yeah, this is great. Others, I'm like, meh. This one, I, I'm not going to say it's fantastic, but, but it was pretty funny. It and was cute. It was cute, and it was mm-hmm. it was kind of mindless comedy. It's got a kind of a good plot, and mm-hmm. it, there's a, it's it's almost there's a little kind of almost bordering sinister kind of nature to it. Mm-hmm. it makes it get a little darker. But the great thing about it too that I always love is when you have a variety of uh, quirky characters. And this I've only watched the one episode, but there is a variety of quirky characters, and nobody really terribly recognizable except. The main star, the guy who plays the alien doctor, Alan Tudyk, who is one of those, hey, it's that guy actors, you know, where you've seen him before. Oh, is he famous? I feel He's like been I in haven't. a bunch of stuff. Okay. He's never really been mm-hmm. the lead guy in anything. Um, but he's a guy, he's a very familiar face, and you're like, oh, it's that guy. So, mm-hmm. and he's very funny and good. And so he plays this alien that comes to, crashes his uh, spaceship, crashes. It's obviously, it's a premise we've heard many, many times. Mm-hmm. And he takes over the body of this doctor who lives out in the rural area of Colorado and becomes like this doctor. And he's neat as, a, as, the, um, as the preview says there. He gets called into town, never wants to go into town because he knows he might get spotted somehow. But uh, comes into town to research the death of the town's doctor and uh, gets involved with plenty different uh, different aspects of town, including a kid who knows who he is, mm-hmm. can see him as mm-hmm. an alien. And that mm-hmm. turns into a plot line. Uh, but, yeah, lots of funny jokes. And Jordana, when we announced this is the show, when we picked the show yesterday, we had plenty of people texting in saying, oh, I loved it. A lot of people have seen it already and saying... Really? They said it really okay, gets good. good a couple episodes in, too. They said it really starts to get some legs. So, yeah, this is definitely one I'll continue to watch. I think I will, too. I... First of all, it didn't have a lot of promise for me. I was like, oh, great, aliens on Earth. Okay, this is going to be so stupid. But it was one of those things where you, when you go in, choosing to suspend reality, you know, this is pure entertainment, no true crime here, pure entertainment. It was funny yeah. and wholesome. And the <laughs> this, there's one character that made me laugh every word out of his mouth. It's the sheriff. The sheriff. He didn't have too many words, but like when he meets the alien, he says, I'm the sheriff. People call me Big Black. Yeah. Now, he happens to be a black man. Mm-hmm. And the alien, though, having no not grown up with systemic racism and, and not understanding racism, looks and says, oh, it's because of your car, right? Because he's driving a big black truck. Yeah. And the guy goes, yeah, it's my car. Yeah. And the next time, he's trying to get everybody in the town to call him this nickname. 
And nobody in the town wants to call him this nickname. And even his deputy, she says, please stop asking me that. I'm not going to do it. And it's just everything that comes out of his mouth is really funny. So I love those characters. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, quirky. And then then he's in the truck and he starts beatboxing that she joins in. I'm like, what is happening here? That's the stuff I love about it. And you know who else? I think a character that I discovered that I think is going to be a very – a funny slash weird slash fascinating is the mayor of the town too because the mayor is yep. like you know I have a standing I had a standing appointment with the previous doctor to you know be a therapist and then he says some funny line about his wife or something and so that's, yes. that that yes. lays the groundwork for very very humorous but it should be said like I said there's a sinister part of it the alien knows the kid can see him and the knows the kid can yes. tell he's an alien so he's got to kill the kid and he actually sneaks Correct. into the home of this kid. For the purpose of killing the kid, well, uh, thankfully he doesn't kill the child, but at least yet, at least mm-hmm. yet. But and and mm-hmm. we see that it's the old classic story of someone who's on a mission. By the way, his we're spoiling a lot here, but it is yeah. the first episode. His mission yeah. to come to Earth is to uh, eliminate the human population. But mm-hmm. we'll see. Obviously, as this is going to be a story of someone who's probably going to have a change of heart after he sees the good in human beings. No, please. We're well, a disaster. Well, and there's already sort of a fledgling romance in the yes. first yeah. um, mm-hmm. episode as well. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, I mean, the the plot of an alien spaceship crashes and the alien has to be part of the, that's not new at all. But the rest mm-hmm. of the details about this um, storyline, I thought were actually very unique and very well done. So I applaud them for that. It is funny. It was described as a... Um, sci-fi comedy which we were kind of like what does that even mean mm. but that's I, mm-hmm. I think that's actually a very apt way where it, mm-hmm. it is a very funny albeit some of it a little bit of dark humor but it's also like very sci-fi but in a in like a cheeky not a dark way yeah so you're not you know you're not hanging on to the couch cushions like scared about what's going to happen it's uh it's mostly lighthearted and cheeky even though the <laughs> the storyline is yeah. quite dark um, and the, the alien the is quite shot. terrifying looking yes. when he's mm-hmm. when he's the alien, and he gives the mm-hmm. fingers when he's under the he bed. He is terrifying. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he is terrifying. But something else I noticed, and I think it's true of, I don't, I don't, I don't watch a lot of sci-fi comedies, but the commentary on human nature is interesting yes. when you look at it from the perspective of an alien, which I think is more of a, a nuance, and I hope it only gets better as the episodes go on. You know, if somebody came to this world from a different world what would they think of humans and what would they not understand you know his use of the language of course like you know i think uh one of the kids calls him a douchebag and he obviously does not understand that reference (laughs) so he figures out how to use the person he's murdered phone and he googles douchebag (laughs) doesn't know what douchebag (laughs) is but knows what google is how to google it knows how to knows how to and he learns by the way learns most of of about what he knows right now of humanity because he doesn't interact because he knows that would be dangerous for him but from tv law and, and from shows like law, law and order, order. kakung yeah. yes specifically law and order so that's how we learned how to do an autopsy and solve crime so it's it's a cute way to look at that but for an example the the racism thing you know when the when the sheriffs had called me big mm-hmm. black, he it wasn't like oh because you have black skin. Right. It was oh because of your truck. So it's like he wasn't even seeing the skin. He was just another. This person was just another human to him. He didn't look at it like the way we find divisions in our lives. And but yet, what was interesting is there is a uh, an 
a, a scene where there's violence between uh, a man and a woman. Uh, it's a couple. Right. And yet when he is, she tells him to drive away, the, the alien, and he drives away. But yet he somehow understands that she's in danger, mm-hmm. which is a very, I think, human Right. You know, instinct yeah, to under and, and he makes the choice to go back. He's not like, OK, you, you know, because he plans to kill us all anyway. But I um, I thought that that was I don't know. It's just a commentary on human nature. Maybe an alien would be kinder than a human in a situation like that, where they realize that somebody that they have an, a, a, a connection with is in danger. So I'm looking forward to some more of those social commentaries. Maybe I'm giving it too much credit, but that's what I was looking for. Now, Jordana, we talked yesterday about sort of the rules of spoiling a show. And are you allowed to, as you're watching a show like this, like guess out loud? Because I've got a few guesses about what might or could happen in this show, Hmm. which I don't think I'll say. But like, are you allowed to, if you're watching this with Mark, are you allowed to say, hey, I think in the end it's going to turn out that fill in the blank. Oh. Yeah, do you make guesses when yeah, you're watching you like a guess? mystery show? Oh, I think he did. Oh, we think... do. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the kid, kids and I will even stop, like if we're watching a movie, oh. like a murder mystery movie, yeah. we'll stop and we'll be like, okay, all right, what do you think? What do you... And then we'll start it back. Oh, yeah, total conversation. Do you? I bring that up mm-hmm. because so Tim on Friday previewed, uh, it's called Lover, Stalker, Killer. It's on Netflix. It's like an hour and 30 minute uh, mm-hmm. documentary. And he said it was the best true crime documentary since Making a Murderer. So I was all excited to watch it. So Jen and I watched it, but she right away in the there's a there's a big twist in the show about halfway through, but she called it right away, and I was like, oh, is that kind of spoiling it? But no, it's not because we watched that and we're like, well now that makes total sense that she would that you would see something and say, oh I think that's the person, but it kind of ruined it for me in that mm. in my mind that I'm like, oh yeah, I can totally see that's the person, but. But that's what we do, though. That's what we, that's how we watch those. It's not like you see a movie and then you before somebody sees it, it's like, hey, Bruce Willis is dead, by the way, and uh, you know, six. Oh, that would be terrible. Yeah. yeah so this is different. This is when you watch. That's kind of the idea that you watch those shows is because you're like, mm-hmm. who who did it? I mean, so who done it? So we're talking again about Resident Alien on Netflix. Mm. We watched the first episode last night. Do, do you guys have guesses about what where the plot's going to go from here? Or is there going to be a big reveal of some kind? It's hard to think that he's going to finish his mission by ending all humanity. That would be a very depressing right. end to that Shocking show. and like, hey, they committed to the bit. Uh, right. It, although uh, not – I thought there were other shows like Barry with depressing endings that were somewhat satisfying. But, you know, murdering all of humanity and ending the human race on Earth. <laughs> not uplifting, I, you're saying. Yeah. yeah that's a downer. <laughs> what you're saying is that would end on a downer. Be hard to sell that show. True. Yeah. Also, aren't there two seasons? Three, I think. Are there? There's three. Oh, okay. So it certainly doesn't happen. Unless, of course, the second season is he takes his new girlfriend to his home planet and they start living there. But I I don't. I I have no idea what I think the kid is the key that the kid is somehow he's going to come to an agreement with the kid because the kid Mm -hmm. knows he's an alien, but he's going to somehow come to an agreement with the kid. So that'll be a very interesting connection. I think. He's. I think there'll be more aliens. Oh, oh! And again, at this some is, point, this yes. is a total guess of mine. Yeah, of course. And I won't of course, say who, but, but yeah, because there'll, there'll be, be more, pressure for him to continue aliens. his work. Yeah. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 